Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to another episode of Island Spot Sports. And before we get to our guest today, we have a big shout out for Living Sisu. Living Sisu is a platform and app that wants to give you all the tools to have success in your sport. Their main objective is to activate your lifestyle. So for active, it's for active people. Enjoy discounts at, at companies like BioSteel, 30% off, BodyLogix, the Goalie Guild, all his books are discounted. Roan, Lululemon for men, 20% off. Online stretching programs with Eccentrics, one full month free. They got super silent massage guns, 20% off those. And it's a great quality. It's way less expensive than a Theragun. And it's a great, it's great quality. So there's so many more discounts that you guys will need to just become a member to see. So they want to provide you with anything you need for success. So come join the community. I'm a part of it. A bunch of other athletes are a part of it. So it's free to join. It takes 20 seconds to have to get exclusive offers to your sport. And it's definitely worth worth it. So do do us a huge favor and go sign up for Living Sisu's membership. It's free, 20, takes 20 seconds. So go do it and we'll see you there. Living Sisu is a great company. We uh, we know one of the co-founders, Zach Fricali. He's a great guy. He... Uh, He's the co-founder and he does a lot of live streams on Instagram at, uh, at Living Sisu and with a bunch of elite athletes. And you learn a lot from like the athlete's determination, the resiliency, everything to what me, made them become successful. So it's been a great experience so far. So go on. I'm going to leave uh, the link in the description. So uh, go sign up. Yo, welcome back to another episode of Honest Spot Sports. I'm Jack, and today's episode, we are joined by a very special guest, current professional hockey goaltender, Harley White. Harley just finished his second year of professional hockey, playing for the Binghamton Black Bears and the Watertown Wolves in the Federal Prospects Hockey League. Harley played his junior hockey days in the YHJYMLHJEM and the MNJHL before playing college puck at Lindenwood University Belleville prior to turning pro with the Danville Dashers. So this is going to be a really fun episode, Harley. So welcome to the show, Harley White. Thanks, thanks for having me, Jack. Pleasure to be on. Yeah, no problem. It's going to be a, going to be a fun episode. But uh, to start things off, like how, how have you been? Like you're in, you're in training mode right now. So how's everything with that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, good. You know, it's, you know, off season is always long. The first month or so you you think you, you earned a good little break and then, you know, you get into end of June and July and you're, you're ready for a season to start, even if your, your body's not ready or, you know, your, your brain, you, you know, you need the break, you need a, a little step away from it, but uh, that makes you want to come back. So. Yeah, absolutely. Like how, how do you go about training? Like you take a couple, like a couple weeks to a month off and then what, what do you just start, start back slowly? And like, what, when do you get officially start getting back on the ice? Uh, yeah, so I try, I usually don't take too much time off. I just, you know, some, some guys can, but, uh, I, I start to, to feel like I'm getting rusty after a week off the ice. So, uh, you know, at, at least I take maybe a week off the gym. Uh, and then, you know, you start, I try to do my, you know, heavier weight bearing stuff earlier in the off season, uh, gain the weight, gain the strength uh on all that stuff and you know cycling in a lot of agility and you know mobility stuff too just make sure i'm not getting hurt 
uh, towards the end of the, the summer, I, I start to get farther and farther away from the weights uh, and kind of you use all that, you know, muscle and weight that I've put on uh, and start channeling it into something more, more functional. So more hockey related stuff, more, more field workouts, more track workouts, more uh, stuff like that. So you start to, to make all your muscle a little more useful. Uh, and that way, you know, when you're getting on the ice more, you don't want to be hitting the weights as much uh, or as heavy. I've, I've made that mistake and uh, gotten my injuries from from training that way. So those are things you learn. Yeah, you 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 win some, you lose some, and you definitely lose some when you get injured. But you but you it's a learning experience, and just like you know, going in the next off season, that you're like, yeah, like I gotta stay away from the weights when I'm going into the gym uh, or when I'm going onto the ice a lot. Yeah, I, I think especially for, for a goalie, because you're, you're constantly just putting your, your joints and your ligaments in, uh, in awkward spots, awkward positions quickly too. So, uh, you know, when you're, when all those things are broken down, you know, they're from, from heavy weight and heavy bearing, uh, it's just, you know, and then you, and then you're doing awkward stuff with those those muscles and yeah. ligaments so uh, it's not not a very friendly position but we uh we oh. do it for some reason and we love it yeah yeah exactly it's uh i don't want to say for the glory because there's with as much glory that that you get you know there's just very much, limited uh, yeah exactly there's yeah, a reason but, for the win and the reason for a loss <laughs> that that definitely is very true but uh, this year was uh, your second year of professional hockey, and you started the year with uh, with the Binghamton Black Bears. So, like, what was this season like for you and just, like, the experience of, of starting with, like, a expansion team? Uh, yeah, it was really exciting uh, going in. Uh, you know, you, of course, like, the, the main thing everyone talks about is, the, you know, how long they've had uh, AHL there and uh, the facilities and the town. And, so such high expectations when you go in, which is which is fun, and like that's kind of part of why we're we're goalies too, is because you know you're expected to be perfect, right? So, um, and it was kind of that expectation when you go in. They're used to having an AHL team there, so they expect everything to be that way. So that's that's exciting, um, and it was it was nice. You know, the community was was accepting, and uh, that was a pretty exciting summer I guess getting getting ready to go there um a lot of great guys there uh and it was you know a lot of people wanted to go there a lot of everyone when you go play other other teams or when other teams come in they're like they tell me all about Binghamton like what's you know what's the deal there so uh it was cool I personally performance wise it wasn't I didn't have a great start I uh, I had a really good camp, uh, one of my better camps I've had in, in my career probably, and so, and I was I had the most experience of of the goalies there, uh, so that gave me the start, the first game of the year, in Watertown, which was pretty much a, a guaranteed rivalry for the year, yeah. you know they're just uh, just just up the eighty one there, so um, got the first start and. Uh, bit of a <laughs> bit of a wild game and uh, ended up we ended up losing the game I ended up getting a fight and uh, you know 
I, I don't I don't know if that's exactly what set my season off on the wrong foot, but it definitely seems like that was part of it. Yeah, I I remember watching uh watching that game on on YouTube and you got in a fight the the first game like what what led to it because it, it, the camera would just like show one side of like the I I forgot who either you or or uh, you or Watertown going down going down the other side and then all of a sudden Carly White's fighting uh Lane King I think what what happened there <laughs> yeah so in in my head it was a relatively innocent play. Uh, the puck was in our zone. You know, I think Watertown was was cycling it around somehow, and then Lane Lane King comes and stands in front of me, and he's, he's a pretty big guy. He's, you know, six two two uh, two thirty <laughs> two twenty, uh, big dude. And uh, so what happens? I'm you know I'm five nine, like I'm not a big guy. 5'10 on Elite Prospect. But, uh, <laughs> uh, so I just give him like a push in the back, like, you know, a lot of goalies yeah. do, maybe a lot of smaller goalies do. You know, it's just an instinct, guys, in the way you push him. Yeah. So he, he goes down. And as he goes down, I see my team, Bampton, leaving the zone with the puck on a rush. And I see that. And then I see Kinger get up and just come after me which normally doesn't happen <laughs> so i wasn't anticipating that uh which i guess with how hard he went down i, I guess i deserved it but i at the time i thought he might have sold it and <laughs> watching the video he went down pretty hard so uh he comes after me and rips my helmet off and tucks it across the ice so at that point i'm you know in survival mode and i'm gonna you know i made my bed so <laughs> so May as well lay in it. I got to stand up for myself there. Everyone's, yeah. everyone's gone in the offensive zone and it's just me and King <laughs> going at it. So, um, I, you know, it wasn't my intention to start fight in the first game, but it happened. And, uh, it's definitely, uh, uh, I, I don't know if a fond memory is the right term, but it's definitely something you know, to cross off, off the bucket list, I guess, uh, yeah. pro hockey fight, I guess, against the player too. Yeah, I guess that's that's like everyone's bucket list is to at least get in one goalie fight, no matter no matter who it is. Like everyone's like, I want to at least yeah. get in a one, but like that's probably not how you planned it. And just your team's going on a rush, and the next thing you know, you, you guys are one on one in the zone by yourselves. I know. You got to protect yourself there. I, yeah, <laughs> it's just watch watching the video after and seeing how how far gone the play was. We were about, you know, I think they had got our forwards had gotten to the offensive zone circle, you know, and then the whistle blows, <laughs> like, you know, like maybe that was, a that could have been the deciding factor on if we, <laughs> if we tie up the game or not. <laughs> uh, regardless, we, uh, I, I didn't finish the game and we lost. So, uh, but after that game, we went on a, on a winning streak. So I'll, I'll take, I'll take partial credit. <laughs> You're uh, you're the reason for that winning streak because you started started getting the boys going after that fight. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll say that. I don't think the coaches fault that. But. Yeah, but that then you eventually find yourself on Watertown like later in the season. Uh, how how is that with uh 
with Kinger and everything after. Uh, did you guys just have a good laugh about it when you got there? We uh, we actually we were roommates as soon as I got there. So I was with uh, Kinger and uh, Josh LaBelle, and it, it was it went great. They're you know two really great guys, uh, very hospitable. They welcomed me right away, and uh, it was of course it was just a laugh. I mean it's that's hockey. It's part of the game, and uh, no hard feelings, of course, and especially you know the ri- rivalry teams, you yeah. know. So uh, it was just funny, and it was kind of a uh, repeating repeating joke. And I, I was there for the Watertown's uh, like our team gift exchange for Christmas, and uh, the player that they got me got me a framed picture of uh kinger and i fighting <laughs> squared up like this so it was pretty funny and it was just uh just a repeating joke pretty much and, uh so yeah yeah that's that's generally how it how it seems to be is like you get in a fight with someone you get traded and then like you're are signed somewhere else and then you usually are like they're you're their roommates and like it's just a it's just a funny joke and like it's hockey at the end of the day like there's no hard feelings because you're doing you have a job to do pretty much yeah, exactly. And then, you know, we're expected to do the same thing for each other once we're on the same team. So it's just, yeah. you know, that's just the way it goes. It's, 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 a, it's a really fun part of the sport. I, I like that you can, you can have that, you know, you can, you, you can try to, you know, hurt a person <laughs> with your bare hands. And then, you know, a couple months later, you're on the same team and you live together and you're, your your buddies so yeah yeah that's, like that that's the beauty that's the beauty of the sport is the like one like on the ice is something and then off the ice is totally different like your buddies with everyone like you just fight the guy the night before and like you'll go get a beer with them or something like that absolutely yeah so like what was your time like in watertown since or because it was it was a short-lived time in watertown right it was yeah and uh it was short-lived in, in Binghamton before that too. Uh, didn't get a lot of a lot of chances there after the first game. Sat for a while. Got had a couple good games here and there. Ended up in Watertown for about a month and got one game against Binghamton in Binghamton on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, so that's you know. <laughs> after you know at the sunday of a, a three and three weekend so uh those are tough games to play uh we get to the rink late i find out i'm playing an hour before we take the ice for warm-up so like starting so far behind the the ball it felt like and i had my suspicions that i'd be playing you yeah. know three and three but uh and it ended up being one of my best games of my career, I would say we, we won, uh, five or six to three. Uh, and I was, I was holding on to, I, I might've crept into my head a little bit that I, I was going to get a shutout in, in the second period. It was, it was still, uh, possible, but it was, I had a really good game, you know, 40 shot, uh, 40 save, uh, sorry, performance and felt really good. And, I, I was in my head, you know, this is my comeback. This is this is where I turn my season around. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm with the number one team. Uh, all all these things, you know, 
Um, and Watertown, they're, they're such a tight knit group. They're so close. Everyone's on the same page. Uh, yeah, and you can see that. I mean, they how long did they go undefeated this, this past season? And, you know, they, I mean, and then they ended up, you know, winning. So uh, it's, it just shows like, you know, they're so tight. And uh, so that's what I thought, you know, this is going to be great. Played the one game. Uh, two weeks, two weeks later. Uh, this is wild. This is this has got to be one of my bigger uh, surprises, or this is maybe the more minor league story that I have. The, after those two weeks, uh, Clarky calls me in his office and says, "Hey, uh, we're we're gonna have to move you." We uh we just don't think you're you look big enough for in the net and you know we're not he said we we brought you in because you're we thought you were gonna be the goalie that we saw with Danville uh and all the stuff and I'm like yeah but I I performed what you needed me to perform <laughs> you know like what uh what why does it matter if I don't look big anyway so. I get traded back to Binghamton, which I, I'm like, why was why would Binghamton trade for me? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> what's going on here? Like, what am I missing? What what am I not being told? Or you know, where's <laughs> who's gonna jump out with a camera? But um, so yeah, just traded back. Luckily, it wasn't too far, uh, and. They ended up trading me back to Binghamton for Mackenzie Chalmers, who was there for a little bit. So yeah. he he came up to Watertown uh, that day because Binghamton was playing in Watertown that day or that evening. Sorry, Mackenzie Chalmers came up on the bus with Binghamton with all his stuff under the bus he didn't he didn't have a car or he like he flew into yeah. town and stuff so he's up there and so i am at the rink uh see chalmers like hey what's up man go see all the the dancing guys it was, and then i'm you know one morning i'm doing a, a morning skate with you know watertown and then in the evening i'm on i'm on the bench with with Binghamton so it was just a wild situation and uh it turned out that uh Joe Shepard was up with uh he was he went to Knoxville and then to uh, Vermilion County and so basically I was there until Shepard comes back uh which and they told me that right off the bat so I was like okay yeah. like uh you know I, I love joe shepherd a great guy we were you know there in camp together and got along great roommates for the first half of the year uh i was like i want him to do well i'd like to play with him again but i know if he comes back i i'll be leaving so i won't be playing with him so uh he was up there for a little bit and then roughly a month later he comes back and uh that spells the end of my season there so uh a couple trips up and down i-81 <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the the life of minor pro is just you never know what to expect, and then 
you, uh, you get one thing and then you get another thing and then you get traded to the team you played on before. And it's just just a wild, wild season for you, it looks like. Absolutely. Uh, and it was – I didn't know how to handle it very well because, you know, my first year with Danville, stuck the whole year, we didn't make that many moves. We didn't make any goalie moves. It was me and um, uh, Jesse Gordachuk. Uh, and we had a pretty good balance going there. So stuck there. And of course, before that, you know, in college, you're there for four years straight. You know, guys don't get traded. Yeah. Sometimes guys transfer, stuff like that. Uh, you know, before that, two years in Tri-City. So getting bounced around was, was pretty new to me. Uh, and it, uh, it took a toll on my definitely on my on my confidence uh i would say for for the year not know like knowing that anytime i get in the net like like basically like i don't have a choice but to do well and that's just added pressure and there's already pressure on being a goalie so uh when you're dealing with that knowing that this might be the one game you get with this team and especially after leaving watertown after having played well you know and it Still not being good enough you know you start to wonder like what is like what is good enough like what yeah. what is what do i need to do you know because no one's telling me and i think i'm doing it but uh it turns out it's not enough so that was it was a tough year for that kind of stuff and uh definitely definitely learning some lessons along the way yeah exactly it's like what what are some of the things you learn especially looking back at like the season and just being able to like give like yourself a little bit more breathing room and just like knowing what to expect going forward um yeah this is this is a lesson i've I've been slowly learning over the years uh especially my time in in college too is no matter what especially if you're if you have one thing going against you, whether it's your size your age uh i don't know whatever reason a coach or uh, GM or whoever might not like you or might be hesitant you absolutely have to be undeniable like you have to leave no question about your ability like when it's time you have to you have to you have to be perfect to be considered good essentially if yeah. you know if you're a smaller guy or like what any of those things you just have to be undeniable no matter what and looking back at my season yeah, I got kind of yanked around and uh, didn't get a chance where I should have, things like that. But at the end of the day, when I did get, excuse me, when I did get a game here and there, you know, was I undeniable? Was I perfect? Did I do everything the way I trained to? Did I, you know, so that's, those are the questions you start to ask yourself. And that's, you know, you just have to be, you have to be undeniable. Yeah, those are that's a that's a great learning experience. Like you just gotta go in the net and just be undeniable. Like do like play, hundred fifty percent. Play your heart out and just like because you never know that could be your last game for that team or, or like your season could be done. So you just gotta go out there and perform at the best and leave nothing else, nothing else in in the tank. Yeah, for sure. And it you know it goes it goes beyond this this effort and giving it your all it's like yeah you have to you just it's 
sounds crazy to say it, but sometimes you just have to be perfect. And, and yeah. you have to know when those situations are. Like you have to recognize it, you know, and you have to be ready for it. You just, you just have to, you have to have done all your work beforehand. You know, it, it, it has to be, you just have to be the best to be considered good, you know? Yeah, so exactly. It's it's hard to uh, it's hard to really grasp that, and it's hard to to see that as as being reasonable. Because in the rest of life, like you know, growing up and stuff, like, no, no, like work ethic is number one. Or yeah, uh, you know, you don't you're developing all this stuff, but then people are paying you to do a job, and they're taking a chance on bringing you onto their team to do that job. Yeah. So if you don't do that job right away you know that's your that's your uh, your first impression you know and first impressions yeah. are you know, number one so yeah for first impressions are everything you just got to go out there and give that good first impression prove that you can uh that you can stay and you can play and be undeniable like you said absolutely so then no favorites you- being handed out Oh yeah, exactly, exactly, hundred uh, percent. And then, like you were talking about earlier, you were with Danville for your first pro year. So, like, what was it? What was it like to sign with Danville and just just to go to a pro team right out of college? Yeah, um, it was it was interesting. There, it was, it's a very unique town, especially for <laughs> for pro hockey. I uh, right out of college, I actually went to Fayetteville's uh, main camp. Uh, I didn't stick around there, and actually, none of the goalies in camp, except for uh, Jason Pelosi, who was there this past year too, um, he got injured in camp. So I was like, "This is my chance." I, I hate to see a guy get injured, but yeah, for me, you know, that's an opportunity, and uh, yeah. you know, no one wants to see guys get hurt, but that's in minors. That's that's how guys get opportunities, you know. So. Um, he, you know, he went down, like, okay, great. And then the next day they let me go. I was like, okay, that's not really what I was expecting. <laughs> but, you know, the guy that's coming down from the coast. So uh, reached out to a couple teams uh, in the Fed. I was disappointed at that point. You know, I was, I, in my head, I was like, I was going to stick with Fayetteville and, uh, and, and, climb, and keep climbing the ladder. But uh, regardless, I ended up getting a call back from, from Danville pretty quick uh you know can you when can you be here I said you know Monday morning I'll, I'll be there so um good group of guys it's, it was really interesting walking into that rink compared to other pro rinks it's you know they have the old uh I think they they might have changed those now since uh the Bobcats have been there but you know old cloth like beige cloth seats cool uh I <laughs> the dirty dirtiest glass like you can't if you're behind the glass you're not you know you're not watching the game <laughs> so um they've changed they made a lot of upgrades since I played there but uh, it, it kind of felt like I was walk, walking into like the set of slap shot uh when I walked into that rink it's just and it was it was charming in a way you know like yeah. like okay this is it's a gritty league this is a gritty rink this is a gritty town so uh, it kind of it, it made sense, you know. Uh, fit the, the part. Visiting team. I'm sorry. It fit the part. 
Oh, it absolutely did. And uh, the visiting team's locker room was upstairs. And <laughs> it's like, uh, it was just, it was all just a unique experience and they have really loyal fans there and uh they they love the whatever teams in Danville now now the the Bobcats. So um yeah, it was it was fun. Made a lot of a lot of good friends there. So Yeah, and you, you got to play you got to play in a lot of games there. You played in seventeen games going seven and five. So like what was it like to get that first pro W uh in like your first few games? Yeah, um so it was my my first game. We were on the road, so obviously not quite. You know, it wasn't like the best situation ever. We played uh, Battle Creek, and they were notorious for for having a pretty bad year. So uh, you know, first game on the road in Battle Creek, not a great rink, not a great team. And I don't mean that in any disrespect, but they they weren't really. Yeah. They got started so late. They didn't really get a chance to do all their proper. You know. Uh, recruiting or their planning and organization and stuff so um you know nothing against them it, it just every year there's a team with the struggles and so yeah. first win came against them obviously felt great because my it's still first pro game you know uh first pro game first pro win so it was nice to get that under the belt that early um so that that was a cool experience for sure yeah, and like it, it, I feel I feel like it doesn't matter where you are, like especially if you get your first pro win and like your first pro game, like or like any any game, like you're like you're like yes, let's go, and like it boosts boosts your confidence a lot. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. And it, it's not that you want to. It's not something that you want to get out of the way. But once yeah. you have that, and it's like okay, what's next? What's what's my next achievement? You know, that's all obviously a big one. Your first pro win, you know. That's, so I have the puck over here, you know, taped up. So, um, you know, that's that's a big one. And it wasn't my best game, like by far. I've I've played way better games that I that I've lost, you know. Or, yeah. So it, it wasn't anything to do with uh, perform my performance. It was, you know, I'm lucky that my team scored more goals than they did. So, uh, but it was, it's just nice to to get that milestone. Yeah, for sure. And like you go in through throughout a season. And you just want to keep going, going up the ranks, and like getting like the the milestones out of the way, like first pro win, and then you just look at the next next game, like yo, I want to win this game, and then like just go on from there, and like just builds a little bit of confidence, and like that that you can play in the league. Yeah, for sure. That's you know that's that's step one is can you win a game? Yeah. In the first one, all right. What's next? When's when's my first shutout coming? Yeah, that that's that's the next one after that. If it doesn't happen, is when when am I gonna get that first shot up? Yeah, exactly. Luckily, I got it uh, uh, within the same calendar year, so it became a New Year's Eve at, at home, which which was a really cool experience. So uh, that was a big one. Yeah, that that's nice. But like, how did it feel to get like your first step in the door of professional hockey, especially like getting that first win and then just being like on a pro team and just getting like that whole like atmosphere and that feel for pro hockey. Uh, yeah, it was, at first it was pretty overwhelming. Um, especially when we start to go, you know, play other, other teams too and on the road and they have their fans and just, you know, it's, it's easy to play. It's easier to play at home. You know, everyone's yeah. rooting for you. 
Uh, but then you, even like sitting on, even sitting on the bench in for one of the, one of our, I want to say one of our earlier road trips was to Carolina and even sitting on the bench, it was like, wow, this is a lot. There's so much going on. There's so much noise. There's yeah. so many lights. There's, you know, so many people, like it was a lot to take in because, uh, you know, I was, I wasn't even that young for the league. There are guys that go right out of juniors and, you know, but it was, it was uh, overwhelming in a good way, of course. Like you, yeah. It's exciting. You, you get nerves, no, like just being around it at first. So um, that was pretty cool. And, uh, and of course, then, then being at home and it's, you know, everyone's cheering for you. And, uh, you know, you see some big, at the time, like big old guys that are out on the ice and they just, they're just looking to take someone's head off too. And, and then there are other guys that, you know, just got sent down, you know, from, from the, from the coast and they're sick and they, you know, it's, it, there's a lot that, that, that can be pretty intimidating, you know, your first year and second year too, even like it's, uh, it's exciting. Yeah, absolutely. But like you also you also like hear like about all these stories and like your like welcome to the Fed moments. So like what was your welcome to the Fed moment? Uh <laughs> there's a lot. <laughs> like, uh, I'm trying to think. There's one there's a big one, I guess. We were on our way back from Columbus and a lot of the welcome to the to the Fed moments are a lot of them are probably bus related, yeah. uh, transportation related. Um, we were on our way back from Columbus and we broke down. Where did we break down? Uh, I want to say, I want to say we broke down in Ohio. It could have been anywhere in the country, yeah. but it, it seemed, it seemed like it was Ohio. So, uh, we were there for at least in a Walmart parking lot waiting for another bus for it had to be 20 plus hours. Wow. So we got wow. there afternoon. Yeah. We got there afternoon, early evening, and we left there the next afternoon, evening. Like, <laughs> luckily we're at a Walmart, you know, there's food. I think someone went and bought a football or in a soccer ball, or we already had the soccer ball, of course, for, for warm-ups, but um, we were just, you know, out in the parking lot playing sports for <laughs> forever and going in and getting food. And uh, it was, uh, luckily it was, you know, we didn't, we weren't like on the way to a game. Yeah. Uh, which that is also a breakdown on the way to a game happens and happens all the time actually in, in the league, but uh that that's one that sticks out for sure just the amount of time spent in the parking lot yeah but at least you uh you were able to have a spot where you're able to go get food if you guys got hungry and like you didn't have to like you didn't have to like not like have like a place like right there to go get food or or just like throw the throw the football around like that takes takes up a bunch of time and like you're just enjoying the time with the boys even though you're stuck in a in a Walmart parking lot. Exactly. Yeah. It's just, it's just brings the team closer together. And, you know, that's, 
I think it's little things like that that it may not be obvious, but there are guys that stay in the league for a long time. And, yeah. you know, it's not because they're, it's not because they're, they're treated like royalty or because they're, you know, they're, they're able to, to go and get a house and a cottage. It's, you know, you, you don't really, you don't experience that kind of stuff anywhere else <laughs> like in, in life really. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I, and, and you're right. It, it, it could have been way worse. We could have been this past year, I, I believe, uh, I believe it was Delaware was on the way to play us in Binghamton and uh, they broke down on the road in the winter. So, and they, uh, yeah, you, all, they, you always hear about those. They, they still made it to the rink on time. But. That That's at least good. Cause we're, because I know, I know Watertown like played like their one of their games at like eleven o'clock at night because like a bus broke down or something like that. Yep, yeah, that happened this year too. Yeah, it's crazy what they'll do. You know, they'll, they'll, what they'll do to make a game work. You know, they'll push it back four hours, but you know they won't. Uh, <laughs> they won't get a better bus. <laughs> yeah. They just, they just want to play the game no matter what, no matter how long it takes for the yeah. bus to get there. Yeah. And then and then the players are still expected to do the same job. You know, they're still yeah. you're still expected to, to perform. So that's I don't think a lot of people outside of the the league anyway or outside of, of that kind of uh, you know, level of hockey that I don't think they, they realize like you you still have to do the same job and you're still equally accountable you know even if you're you're given multiple reasons to have a bad game you know everyone's given that reason to have a bad game at that point so yeah exactly but uh for this part of the show i want to go on to like your junior and college career a little bit here so you started your uh, journey through junior hockey starting off in the l lhjym with uh, with the voyagers like what was the process like to sign there and just to get your shot in juniors a little bit yeah, so that was that was a pretty tough year for me. That was that's like junior. There's two in, in Quebec. It's like we for any sports league, we just grab half the alphabet and put it in a line. So uh, <laughs> the alphabet league. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so um, that's like a that's like a local team. There's two that I kind of bounced around with that year locally here. Uh, and at that same time, I was going to college here in Montreal, uh, about an hour and a half away. So uh, basically, it's, it's kind of like junior B uh, and a little bit junior C up and down. So resume-wise, like, tough year. And I knew at that point, because I'm, I'm a pretty late bloomer. So that wasn't like the full – that wasn't like the junior experience that was, you know – I was after and yeah. it wasn't the stepping stone to the rest of my career that I was after. So I knew like, hey, I have to get out of here. I have to go, so, like, I have to go and do some camps. I have to, because I'm a late bloomer where I'm from, pretty rural area of Quebec. There's not a lot for hockey development. Uh, what happens a lot in Quebec, the biggest, number one is the queue, like the Quebec yeah. Major Junior Hockey. That's know and if you don't make it there and you're from Quebec what are you going to do you may as well start coaching so some guys play the 
Junior A, the Quebec Junior A Hockey League, which is like the CJHL uh, for the rest of Canada, and which I was uh, third goalie for a team there, but I didn't make it into any games. Uh, so I, you know, that wasn't like a playing experience for me. Uh, and then, so the Quebec at that, I might've changed by now, but at that time, the Quebec Junior A Hockey League was the only Junior A Hockey League that didn't have a college commitment link on their website, which was a big sign for me. Yeah. <laughs> and because I knew I wanted to play college or needed to play college, you know, yeah. being a late bloomer, uh, having a pretty questionable career at that point, you know, like minor hockey was okay the year before. Uh, my last year of high school was a good year, but you know, so far I'm like, okay, hey, like I'm not. You know, uh, I'm not on central scouting's, uh, you know, radar at all. So yeah. I'm going to have to play college and it's not going to happen if I keep trying to play, you know, juniors in, in Quebec. So uh, went to a couple showcases uh, and a couple camps and went to a bunch of tryouts all over Ontario in like the CCHL and uh, the OJHL and and they didn't end up working, you know, like, ah, we want to keep our guys, stuff like that. And I get it. Like, who's small, okay goalie from Quebec? We don't, we don't know him. We've never seen him. Yeah. I, I get it now. At the time, I was like, uh, I had a great camp. But, you know, so, those, those, that first year of, of junior in Quebec was, uh, that was my deciding factor. Was, okay, I really, I need to do everything. I need to learn. I need to, there's not a lot of resources here. My you know, my parents and I were learning how the system works at the same time. Yeah. So at that point, I'm 18. I'm 18 and I didn't have a personal goalie coach yet. You know? So that's so far, like now, you know, there's eight-year-olds that are getting more, more than what they should have, in my opinion, like, of coaching. But like, it's, it's kind of crazy to think about it now. Luckily now I, I work with, uh, big game goaltending, which uh, you know, there's, there's two brothers, Dom and, and Steph Goyet, that yeah. run it, and they've, you know, I've been with them for uh, got to be nine years now. Uh, and they were before that we worked with uh, we worked with MTN goaltending too, all out of Montreal. So uh, since I was 18, I, I've I've been lucky to have some really great coaching. Uh, but before that. I had no idea what was going on. I didn't know I could, we didn't know how it worked. You know, rural, rural Quebec is not, is not much until you, you yeah. go to the city and everyone's, you know, everyone's flying past you. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was a big year for, for learning that what I have to do and what I should have been doing for years already. Yeah. So you learn, you learn all this, you get all the, all the resources. So like, what were some of the biggest things that you learned like throughout that first year especially like when you're learning the system and everything and just like you're learning you have a goalie coach or like you have a goalie coach and then you're just like trying to like perfect and develop your game going into the next year where you're trying to trying to go somewhere bigger yeah well <laughs> what i i didn't really realize at the time of course because you know you're you're young and uh and i see it now and and my coach is now don don and steph so so just tell me, like, uh, those, those were the mental midget years. 
which may not be a politically correct term, but I absolutely was just, you know, so I lacked so much confidence. Yeah. Uh, I, I wanted to, I was so aware of being a smaller goalie that I, that I was never confident that I was in position or that I had, you know, my space covered and that I was going to, that it was going to stop, you know, I was, the puck was going to hit me. I, I had zero confidence in, in my game. And I, at, at this time too, you know, uh, that's when Carey Price was coming into the league and he was, is and was when he's healthy, like the best. And I idolized him too, like in terms of playing style and uh, how well-rounded his game is. And so I'm looking at him. Okay. He's big. I'm small but I wanted to play like him. So I was trying to, yeah. trying to look like him, trying to play like him, but then always knowing that I'm, uh, I can't really, like I can to an extent, but for stuff like that, uh, which I still, you know, try to model a lot of my game after him, but I can't, you know, I'm just being confident. What I've, I've learned or have been learning since then is just being confident in what you have, you yeah. know, being confident in your skill set, knowing your skill set, knowing your weaknesses. And I was just, you know, and now I think I've, I've finally you know, figured it out. Kind of, not completely, obviously, we're never, we're never perfect, we're never done learning, but kind of like how I need to play, uh, uh, how I can, what I can get away with, what I really can't get away with. And, uh, it all started in that year, you know, yeah and like you uh you learn like you learn quickly especially like when you go through that and like especially like when you're doubting your confidence and then you just keep realizing that you're you're a small goalie and like that takes a that takes a toll on you but like when you like finally figure it all out like you're like you put size away for a little you put size away and like you don't really worry about like your size like your size is what you was what you are so you just got to go with the anything you can to help yourself get, get noticed and be, be undeniable, like you said earlier. Exactly. Yeah. And once you, you know, once I matured a bit and, you know, realized that uh, I'm not going to grow now, like I'm done growing, uh, like you, you know, as much as being tall, blank, he has its advantages, you know, or how much being small has a, a disadvantage, like, you have other advantages that big guys don't yeah. have. Like, like you have the ability or you have the possibility to be a lot less awkward, to put it yeah. that way. Like, you know, you, your footwork should be better. Like, you're, you should be more coordinated. You should have, like, it should be easier to move around, you know? Yeah, sm smaller holes and stuff like that, but that's yeah. that's pretty like surface level advantage but i think uh also injury injuries too like it's so much i think it's easier to stay healthy when you're small you know that yeah. it's less awkward for your body and of course you got to take care of your body too that that all comes with it but big guys big guys have to always 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 like injury prevention all the time because it's so easy to so easy to get hurt when you're you know yeah, when you're when so so easy to get hurt when you're uh you're bigger and you have to like worry about like all the other like aspects and like uh, goalies and goaltending is an awkward position especially like the RVH and the butterfly like 
those yeah. are not not good positions to be in but like it's part of the position you just gotta there's always those like things that could happen and especially in those those positions are making like a an awkward save like you never know what could happen yeah exactly i mean like you, you start to see a lot of goalies get exposed in you know rvh position and stuff like that it's and it's usually bigger goalies that because they you know relying on it which yeah yeah like you can use it more you can use it maybe more effectively but then you get comfortable you know in that position you, you start to abuse it as as we do with anything that's comfortable you know so it, it does make sense but it's you know yeah exactly but then you go on to the following year to play in the M mnjhl with the with the tri-city ice hawks so like what was that were those two years like for you and just to be able to like gain that little bit more confidence and get to play in a little bit more game action so like you're getting the experience to help yourself develop yeah that was that was more the uh the junior experience and the you know what i was trying to find which i you know uh, i started off in at the time the port here on uh, fighting falcons were in the north american hockey league I was in their main camp. Uh, they had a decent camp, didn't go well, but you know they they ended up sticking with their guys, which they had before, which totally understandable. Uh, scout for Tri City was there at their camp and said, "Hey, we want you to come." Uh, which, like, was you know I didn't know much about. I didn't know anything about them in my head. I I, I knew I was going to Port Huron Fighting Falcons camp. That's what I had spent my whole summer looking at, uh, and you know, and then you know, I was like, yeah, sure, like I, I, I need to find a team, like I need to play, so I think it's a good opportunity, and uh, so we went there, and I think the the first day at camp, they they said they wanted to sign me in Tri City, so uh, which was really cool. Uh, it's a nice area right on the water, uh, and I was already 19 or 18 turning 19 uh so i wasn't like because we had some you know some 15 year olds there too um 15 16 year olds so i think uh it's a good thing that i was already 18 19 yeah. 18 turning 19 my, my first year uh living that far away from home i think it you know it, it was a good opportunity i like I like playing there. I made some some lifelong uh, uh, friends, and I I refer to my my billets especially. I, I refer to them as, as my Michigan family. Uh, you know, Colleen Door, Art Door, Dakota Door, Chase Door, Lori. There, you know, they uh, they've done a lot for me, and you know, even even still, uh, even years wait many years later, I I'll still I haven't gone for I haven't seen them for a little while, but. Uh, I'll still stop in when I'm when I, I'm going through Michigan, and uh, so definitely uh, thankful that they were there. They treated me very well. Uh, so a lot of, a lot of learning that year too, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And like you got nabbed that last year with uh, with a leadership role, your assistant captain. So like, what was it like being being the leader and like especially like 
being a goalie, like you don't see a lot of guys with 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 letters on their jerseys. So, like how how cool is that to have an have an A and just be able to like have that leadership role? Oh, such such a big honor. You know, it's I mean, you don't see it very often a goalie, and I I, yeah. I knew that, and that I was like, this is this is big, and I I didn't want it to get in my head and make it change how I am. I didn't want it because I basically I I try to lead by example. I, I knew that I had, you know, I, I did all the all the things like that I needed to do, like work ethic, like at the rink early, you know, proper warm up, good practice habits, like cool down and like I tried I tried to do all those things. And I think that was just the leading by example uh that you know was made them want to, to give me that kind of role uh which you don't you don't have to have a letter to have a leadership yeah. role but uh it, and it was my last year of junior too so i think uh yeah it was it was it was big for me and i i i am very very proud to to have been able to to have a letter like that yeah and i feel like as a goalie like you always have like a leadership role and especially like even though you don't have like a letter but like you're just there yeah. leading by example and like you're just you may be the quiet one but like you're leading by example and like showing that you're coachable and having like a good work ethic and like just being able to like do everything a leader a leader could do except you don't have a letter yeah exactly and uh you know i think that was something because we the coach that we had there is uh, George Daniel. He's a great coach. Uh, he coached a little bit with Saginaw Spirit too, uh, so he brought a lot of knowledge of the game in. And uh, I think he, you know, he he recognizes I've been coaching in the OHL too. You know, recognizes how a player should be around the rink, and you know, I I like to think that I I did those things well. Uh, and we had a lot of young guys that you know, right out of high school or still, sorry, I should say still in, in high school, a lot of guys that like, you know, in, in their travel hockey and you don't necessarily learn those things. Uh, junior hockey is where, is where you should learn those things. And uh, I like to think that I, I had, you know, a lot of those qualities and I, you know, I pride myself on that too. So, uh, and then just to get kind of like the recognition, you know, was, was really, I really uh, valued that in my career. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Then, so you go out, go out with a bang in uh, in juniors, and then you go on to go into college. And so, like, what was the process like to find to find uh, Lindenwood to be your school and just uh, be there for four years? Yeah, uh, that was again. I'm, I'm gonna, I, I find myself saying this about every year, even my most recent one, but just such a learning experience. Uh, uh, looking back now, it kind of feels like it all blurs into one year, but uh, re recruiting wise, they, they were a very recent program uh, and they had a lot of good players from a lot of good leagues, like the OJHL and uh, the NA3, which was really good at that time. Uh, now the team, the NA3 has a, a thousand teams, but, um, or now it's part of the USPHL. Anyway, uh, a lot of Northern Ontario guys, uh, so a lot, a lot of Europeans too. So they recruiting wise, it was 
they did really well. Uh, and, you know, talking to their the coach on the phone before going there, uh, Lindsey Middlebrook, who was a goalie in the NHL in the 80s. Uh, so in my head, I'm like, this is perfect. I look him up. He's a, he's a small, small guy. Okay, like, where I'm going to relate. He told me on the phone that he, you know, he thinks I could be a starter. Why wouldn't he tell me that, you know, when he's trying yeah. to recruit me? So uh, in my head, it's, you know, everything's positive. To, you know, the only negative is uh, maybe it's far. And uh, yeah, it's D2, but they said that they're probably going D1 the next year or two. You know, it's a lot of recruiting things that I'm sure a yeah. lot of teams say. So a big deciding factor is, you know, that one, like the, the athletic uh, scholarship that they that they give you, which so I, you know, it didn't cost me much to go there, and uh, that was a big selling factor because in NCAA D three, like you don't have that really. Yeah, it's, you're paying a lot, and it's not necessarily a better experience. Uh, it really depends on the school. So um, ended up deciding, yeah, that, that's a good place for me like they're they're pretty new and they're you know they're looking to make jumps and uh they recruited a lot of good players and the coach's background and all this stuff so yeah no problem okay great like we'll send you the link to get your custom gear in like a couple of weeks all oh, that worked out great and i get there and there are five goalies i'm like hmm. oh boy okay uh, this is interesting. Two of them were there. The year. Yeah, all all great guys. Uh, I, I like all of them, and we all got along really well. But you know, when you're when you're there to play, you know, it's like, <laughs> like, who do I have to be better than? I guess yeah. you know, four other goalies. <laughs> like, um, two guys were there the year before. Uh, a couple guys from from Minnesota, and uh, I was the only only Canadian goalie and the only guy from Quebec on the whole team, uh, which, you know, didn't really mean anything once, once you're there at that point of our career. Yeah. But, um, so the first two years I was, you know, not getting any games, getting healthy scratched a lot. You know, the, the three new goalies, we basically rotated them, you know, who wasn't, you know, so sometimes it would be, you know, the three of us healthy scratch, three new goalies, which is pretty wild to have three goalies healthy scratch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When it, we didn't have a lot of extra other players, we just had a lot of goalies. So, uh, pretty frustrating year. Uh, we got we got a couple of games against you know the the weaker or the weakest teams that we play, and obviously the stats wise did really well, but like to me it didn't mean anything. Yeah. To me, I should have done even better. You know, like. <laughs> Uh, is how I felt, and the first two years were pretty well, pretty well, the same, just like that. Um, I started, I was in the, I started in the gym way more than I should have been uh, those first two years because I'm like, hey, yeah, I do the team workouts and stuff through the week and uh, the evenings, and uh, you know, and I, I, I train a lot, like I, I care about that stuff, and. But then I was like, okay, well, I know I'm not playing this weekend, so I can go even harder. 
and I can train hard on game days too. So uh, I was going really hard and a couple other guys too doing the same thing. And, you know, we'd, we'd compete and, you know, push, push ourselves. And then I go to get on the ice and just like what we talked about earlier, uh, I hurt myself and, you know, I have a knee problem from squatting too heavy and then going on the ice the next day and uh, shoulder problems and always taped up, always in the training room, uh, which luckily we had, had to be one of the best, uh, like training staff. I want to say and it's it was in, in, in college hockey, like they're so like they're with us all the time. Yeah. They're, they're so accommodating and so many guys getting hurt all the time and just doing their best and staying on top of guys to make sure you're, okay, you're coming in, you know, at nine before class for an hour and you're doing rehab and stuff like that. So just really good about it. And luckily they were there at every game, every practice. So, um, yeah, that was a learning experience for sure. Like listen to your body, you know, if you think you need rest or, you know, stay away from the barbells, especially in the season. So yeah, learned those pretty early. And then, uh, my last two years, the goalies that had, that were there before me were gone. Uh, and then another guy that I came in with left, he, he transferred to Midland university, uh, which is in Nebraska. Uh, and so me and another guy, Sam Pikes, uh, stuck it out for the, the, our last two years. And we brought in a couple European guys that they, they would last for a year. And, uh, I don't think, I don't know if it was the culture or the, uh, the, it's hard to say, you know, I think they both ended up going back to one was from Slovakia and one from Finland. Uh, I guess maybe they didn't like the the program and stuff, but, um, ended up getting a lot more games. Of course, it was pretty much two or three of us, uh, goalies. So got mostly a split. Uh, and then at the end of the year, I, I ended up, I start pretty average. Typically I'll start pretty average, you know, the first bit part of the year. And then towards the end of the season, I, it's when I really find my group, which is what you want. Yeah. Um, so, and then you get trusted with more games, you get more confidence, you start doing better. And it just, it just piles on, piles on, piles on, all positive. Uh, and then you're good when you need to be good. So uh, I ended up in that situation towards the end, which was good. You know, I started to enjoy a lot more the first two years. They, myself, a lot of guys are, you know, looking at transferring, you know, my first two years, which you don't, some guys, it's tough. It happens, you know? Yeah. But uh, I thought I wanted to transfer to play U sports or at the time it was called CIS. Uh, so the Canadian universities, so, you know, they take guys that, that play major junior, like almost, almost exclusively guys that play major junior. So, you know, they look at me like, yeah, you can, you know, walk on tryout and a uh, bit of a gamble considering, yeah. uh, you know, I could stay here for four years, get my degree, eventually play. So that would have been an easy way out to me uh, transferring. So I stuck it out and um, ended up playing my best hockey towards the end of my college career, which is as expected. And I just had to pay some dues at the, at the start. Yeah, but then then you like you get those get those games, you get third and fourth year, and you build that confidence. Like, how important was that confidence for you, especially going into 
after like going after a second year only playing like five games in the last two years and then being able to hop into a season with with like your uh with two of the goalies gone one transfer and then like like it's up to you and the other guy to to fight for a spot yeah uh it was so important to you know to eventually find my confidence and i i give a lot of credit to to stefan and and dom uh goyette my my coaches they yeah we a lot of technical stuff we work on you know what are your strengths but at the same time working on on confidence too like this your mental game because that's for a long time that was one of my my weaker areas is my mental game like referring back to the the mental midget years um i you know just repeating and just just absolutely constantly reminding yourself like you're the best like you're you know you're the shit like you're you you own the ice like you're too good to be like all this yeah. stuff all the time all the time like like just tell yourself this you know obviously they're not telling me that during practice because and during practice when i'm training in the summer it's like harley what are you doing like <laughs> you look brutal during that drill like try it again which i appreciate because you know they're completely upfront. but then when it's time for camp when it's time for games it's you know you you did all the prep do the best like you know you're you're just you again like you have to be undeniable but then like you're kind of telling yourself that you are undeniable so yeah um, that's yeah, that, yeah. That, that was that was a big a big changing factor in, in my career i would say is, is my my confidence level which i would say shifted those last couple of years to college yeah that, that's that's at least good and like you're getting like that confidence and then like it just then like you're learn, also learning so much from the past couple of years of just like not playing and then you're get, getting into game action like you just learn so much and then getting into the game so you just take everything you've learned from the last couple of years and just have it try to transfer over to to the game yeah for sure and, and you learn from guys that are around you too you learn from sometimes not even not even goalies you know but uh when i was in college one of the the goalies that was there uh before i got there and you know he he ended up uh leaving was uh jackson germain and he you know never in the gym barely do a warm-up like he might do like a couple leg swings you know like skinny guy like, and then you just go out and perform every game you always played well always played well like you know he's, he's never you never see him like <laughs> I, I don't want this to sound like I'm calling him lazy, but he's never doing like, you know, the extra work. Like guys are, he's, you know, guys are in the gym grinding until 10 PM, you know, he's not that guy. But then you get to the rink. Yeah. He's relaxed. He sits there with his, with his chew or whatever. And, you know, shoot the breeze and hang out. Uh, we're on the ice in 30. All right, I can get dressed in ten. <laughs> he just goes out loose, and but then, but when he's on the ice for the game, he's dialed in, and you know, we'll come back. He, you know, off, we'll come off the ice after a tough, a tough loss, and he's 
you know, furious, fuming, and he, he, he almost don't recognize him because he's so relaxed, but somehow he just dials it in. And that's, that's something I, I really would like to, obviously I, I keep my, all my work I do off the ice and on the ice and all the extra work. I keep all that, but mental, mental game wise, I, I really want to try to, I'm still working on trying to take uh, that part of his game and add it to mine. So that's tough though. That's, that's something natural, yeah. you know, you don't, the way he has it, you don't, you're not taught that you just have it. So. Yeah. And like the mental game is so, so important in the game. Cause like, if you get scored on, like, you you gotta like have a short term memory and just forget about it because because of, like if you keep reminding yourself about the goal like what do you think is gonna happen you're gonna give up another goal and then it's gonna just you're uh, you're next thing you get sunburned from the from the red light turning on all the time. Yeah, I've uh, <clears throat> I've definitely had games like that this past year. You know, I I have a good game and everything's going my way, and then I'll I'll let in a quick one on a, another game and I'm thinking oh like okay like is this did I just ruined my season like or did I uh they'll be coming down on a rush and you want to see in your head you don't want to you don't want to assume you don't want to predict anything you just want to say yeah I got this these are the options let's say for a two on this for example two on one okay you can shoot you can pass commit to him defenseman's got him I have the skills to get over there you know if I need to yeah. that's you shouldn't even think that far, but it should just be automatic. But some, I get into such a rough point in my season this year where uh, they're coming, a, a rush coming down the ice, and I'm like, oh, like, okay, I hope they don't score on this. <laughs> like, <laughs> they could, he could score on the shot, and you know, I'm, this is going through my head quickly as you know. Yeah. And they they may or may not score on that play, but like, you really like really setting myself up for failure when that happens, and that's kind of where I, I got to this 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 past season uh and it showed obviously statistically and uh mentally the probably my worst season of my career but uh you know I've, I've bouncing back since and got got signed already for next season to another team so yeah you, you always just gotta have that bounce back and just learn from those experiences and then just go on to go on to try new things and learn a, learn a whole different perspective, especially when it comes to the mental game. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, you know, blocking out everything almost during a game. Yeah. You don't hear anything. You don't see anything else. You don't know no, no their thoughts come in. You, you kind of want to make like another helmet, you know, like a scuba diver's helmet around you. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, during the just game, to block, block, block out all the traffic. Exactly. Yeah, that's tough. That's the hardest part. Yeah, exactly. But what what are your plans for uh, for this season? Uh, yeah. So, luckily, pretty early in the summer, I signed with Columbus uh, River Dragons. Um, I got some help from Matt Torgerson at at Minor Pro Hero. He's been uh, he's been helping me out quite a bit, and uh, he's got you know he got the conversation started and uh i had a good conversation with jerome uh bouchard the coach there uh seems like a really good fit he's a really straightforward guy um and i've i've been really i really like their setup i like their team i like their yeah. atmosphere there since i've been <clears throat> in the league i've been like wanting 
it's always been the place I wanted to play, you know, uh, just every time I go there, you can't really compete with, with the atmosphere that they have there. It's always loud. Yeah, there's so much going on. It's, it's so intense. And there's never a, a boring game there. So, uh, so far, I'm uh, going there. I'm still, you know, going to pretty soon here work on getting into some SB camps if I can. If not, uh, you know, start there and, and try to climb the ladder from there. But uh, pretty excited to go there. Um, yeah, I know a couple guys. I've played with a few guys that are there. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty excited. Yeah, and uh, the warm weather there also also is a big factor in, uh, like, just year-round summer, summer weather. Like, you don't have to worry about the cold winters or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's that's going to be a bit of an adjustment because going when we would go to play there, like me as as a visiting on a visiting team, <clears throat> you get onto the ice. <clears throat> excuse me, and it's it's so hot there. It's so humid, and you just you sweat three times as much as you would anywhere else. And so uh, I'm gonna have to <laughs> I have to spend some time in the sauna this summer getting used to that because it's uh. Yeah, it's definitely an adjustment to, especially as a goalie, like if you can't escape, you can't escape the heat if mm -hmm. it's warm in a rink, you know, you're just, you're just wearing it. So, uh, and then you go back in the locker room and it's not any cooler. It's, uh, that's, that's the one thing I'm going to have to find a way to prepare for, but yeah, maybe try to put all my gear on and go sit in the sun or something. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, just do whatever you can to adjust yourself to that warm weather and that, that humidity down in the South. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a good problem to have. Yeah, absolutely. But I have a few more questions for you before you wrap things up here. So uh, do you have tips for goaltenders looking to get to that next level? <clears throat> yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> other than, other than what we, <clears throat> we hammered on. Yeah. I being undeniable. That's, that's not really a tip that's just that's what you want but um you you can't you can't let the reason why you can't let a coach say ah we don't want him because he has a bad attitude or because you know he's unprofessional or you you don't want that to be any of the reasons because that that that's a reflection of you as a person and not as a hockey player at the end of the day you're still a person you know you're still a human being you have a life or as you get older it's more and more so you have a life outside of hockey <clears throat> you know and so you don't want any part of your character uh to be a reason a coach has anything against you, you know they yeah. maybe they don't like you maybe a coach doesn't like you because of how you play maybe you're too aggressive, maybe, uh, and this goes beyond goaltending, you know, maybe you get too many penalties, maybe you have, a, maybe you have a yeah. temper, you know, I had a temper for a long time, but still do sometimes, but I toned it down on the ice, uh, but you, you never want your character, uh, to be something that's holding you back. But that's, yeah. I think that's a big one because that, that's a reflection of you away from the ice too. Yeah, that, that's a that's a great tip. Thank thank you for sharing that. And like you could you could learn from that because like a lot of the teams like that I talked to is like char 
it's a lot about character and like they don't want they don't want someone that's doesn't have good character like doesn't respect anything like everyone wants to be wants a respectful respectful player and person and like you just want to have great character yeah and and it's sometimes it's tough because you know you might see guys or you come across guys that you know don't don't treat other people well you know they're maybe like you see guys that you're like oh he's, he's lazy or you know he's he's not taking it seriously and he's still getting the minutes or he's still you know still getting a letter you know stuff like like you still see it happen a lot yeah but so sometimes it's hard to keep that in your mind like you keep doing you keep doing all the right things and you know being a professional and uh you know when you go to a team event a meet and greet you know still wear you know your dress shirt tucked in and all that part when you see and then other guys show up in the job like it's hard to keep doing that sometimes when you see guys get away with doing nothing right at yeah. the rink to still get all the reward and all the respect and all that stuff but i think at the end of the day at the end of your career maybe if it takes that long or when you do get you know you do get that chance at a higher level and all that is expected of you uh and that's when it pays off you know because you you've kept you know good character good respect good professionalism all that stuff uh even in times when you could have gotten away without it uh, yeah. always make sure that's that you're you're doing that at the same time you're always being professional you're always you know at, like there are times to that lose but when you're representing yourself as as a professional and you're representing a professional team you know that's i think that's really important too that'll stick with you for your whole life yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree with you there. But I have two Q&A questions that I put up on my story. So the first one is, what has been like your favorite save that, you have, that you've ever made? Oh, favorite save ever made in my whole life or just yeah. pro career? In, in, your, uh, in your career, whole life. Oh, man. Um, uh, I'm really digging back in the vault for that one. Uh, that's a tough one because um, there's been so many <laughs> yeah I'm just kidding uh, <laughs> <it's> just, <laughs> I think uh, there's one I, I don't know why what might not have been like my my best acrobatic save or the most uh you know desperation or but there's one i i know uh yeah i guess it was it was when i was with danville actually uh i think against against watertown again uh, it was just i don't know if you remember the the flurry like diving kind of chest save yeah uh, and like the going across the cup final yeah exactly yeah yeah the cup yeah. final uh it and it, it felt like it was a very similar setup save and for whatever reason i just i always admire flurry uh he's not technically not my my favorite goalie but uh you know as a as a character and uh and he's also he's from quebec of course and yeah 
so I always admire him and so I had a, a say really similar to that one so that one just kind of sticks in, in my head uh as one of my favorites for sure just it feels so cool when you make that kind of diving falling uh chest save it's, yeah. a, it's a powerful save and uh it that one sticks in, in my head for sure yeah, it's, it's always it's always a great feeling when uh you make that desperation save and it saves saves the game or or anything like that. And it's just uh but you also don't want to be scrambling a lot. So like those saves, you're yeah. like, hmm, I should have been in a better position for that one. Right. Yeah. But again, as as a smaller goalie too, it's yeah, it's it's fun to make semi desperation saves and, and have it hit your body and not always have to be reaching. So that just kind of reminds you that you are actually in, like big enough. You are actually in position. You are, you, yeah. You can actually, you know, you can actually play even though you're, you're not like the biggest guy. Yeah. You're not like six, four, six, five. Yeah. And then uh, the last question is from a buddy and your former teammate, Fitzy. He says, uh, <laughs> please, t- please tell the story of how uh, Shep almost killed, killed you guys on the way to Delaware. <laughs> oh my god okay um this could this could be a a welcome to the fed story too but i it's a, it's a it would be a welcome to the fed story for Fitzy actually um because it was his first year and uh i'm excited to see where, where he's going in his career yeah he's got so much going for him but um anyway so we have a, a last minute the bus breaks down before we go into Delaware, which is not a far road trip, maybe yeah. four and a half hours from, from Binghamton. Last minute, no bus. We have to rent, uh, I guess, 15 passenger vans, like the transit vans, you know, the, the sliding door. Yeah. The white, like the white vans, no windows. Uh, they had windows. Yeah, they had windows. They're not strictly uh delivery vans they they were made for people um but we had to rent so many of them for all the people that go to the game and that some yeah. players have to drive that's what happens in in the league sometimes it's it's usually for the closer trips that we like you know where we're not staying in a hotel yeah uh, and stuff like that and um so Shep like shepherd likes to drive um so he's driving he's got his got his shoe there he's he has sunglasses on uh mustache it was a good look for him i was shotgun uh so we're going we're taking this exit and so shepherd's car and he'll he'll he says it with probably every time it's a it's a foreign push to start it's like <laughs> it's a nissan like little like a sports car yeah. uh, and you know, and he drives it accordingly. So now he's driving this tall, narrow wheelbase for the size, you know, uh, van. So, and we're taking, I don't know which, we weren't too far from Binghamton, but there's a toll and you take this big loop turn to like, to get to the toll and he takes it at the speed that he would take it in his, foreign push to start and i swear we were on two wheels for a second like (laughs) it was scary and i I know like 
I think we had 50 and we had all the Russians in the back and they, you know, you heard, you heard a couple of words that you didn't recognize coming from the back of the van. And uh, yeah. And I mean, we were obviously a little bit later than we should have been because you had to wait for these vans. So yeah, uh, we're all pushing it to get there and, this, and Shepard's just flying around corners in this, in this van. And uh, yeah, it was, that was exciting. Got, got the heart rate up a little bit on the way to the game for sure. A good little, good little warm up before the game. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that, that that's oh yeah, that, that's funny how uh, Shub took it, took it the same as he would on in his in his actual car. That that's a that's a pretty funny story right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a he's a creature of habit for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But uh, Harley. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate your time, and I look forward to following your career the rest of the way, and good luck in Columbus this year. Hey, thanks a lot for having me. It was a lot of fun, and uh, let's do it again in the future. Yeah, absolutely.